It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thanks for joining us here in the 1.30 Eastern hour on uh, Wednesday afternoon as we we do this. We don't have anything quite as exciting as uh, finding out 24 hours ago as we were doing this that that Mike Pence uh, had some, some uh, documents uh, fall his way inadvertently, except the fact that uh, Jimmy Carter came out and said that that after he left the presidency, he did find some. Of course, he could blame Billy Carter uh, back then and, and Miss Lillian. Well, you couldn't trust her. Um, there are all kinds of people that, and uh, you know, if you, if you don't know who they, it doesn't matter. Just look them up. <laughs> it was a, it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time in American so, so history. It, make, it makes sense. Uh, my, my suggestion is um, that they really do need to search Grant's tomb to see if uh, there's anything in there. Because I don't even know who's buried in Grant's tomb. That one's always stumped me. Uh, George Santos. George, George yeah, Santos. That's, that is your, that's the correct answer. Speaking of George Santos, uh, this is the sound bite of the day. This is a good one. All right. Uh, this is from uh, Senator Foghorn Leghorn John Kennedy ah! of Louisiana. Uh, the guy who fakes it, he's probably the best faker in either the House or Senate because I think he's got several advanced degrees from Harvard and, and the rest. And he he tries to play the the country bumpkin card perfectly, and he does it perfectly, right? And I think he even puts on the accent a little bit more than is uh, is normal for him. So here he is. He's he's talking about George Santos. Someone must have uh, asked him about it. And he gave it a lot of thought, I'm sure. He appears to be a bunny boy. A what? Um, he, like every other American. Have you ever heard of the phrase bunny boiler? I don't know. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That's from Fatal Attraction. That's from the there film Fatal go. Attraction. Okay. Explain it here. This is great. I love okay. it. Yeah. yeah. due process. But uh, if if the allegations prove to be true, I would boot him. He's nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Fatal Attraction, but there are people like that out there. There you go. There are people like that out there. But since I said he's a fruitcake, I want him to have full access to any firearm that he wants. <laughs> I don't want to take that. I don't want to take that away from him for sure. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is on the table, but not that. No, no. Any firearm. That's the one thing. And this is the other thing that we've not talked about this week, and we're not the only ones. And I mean, I don't know. It's just now it's not even you can't even keep track of the shootings in America now. When you refer to the California shooting, you have to be. Was it the one over? here with the lunar new year or was it the one over here just outside of la county I, it's it's gotten preposterous there was one in des moines and then there's they're they're coming so hard and so fast in 2023 you can't even keep track of them yeah well this is joe biden's america but yeah, this is it. <laughs> it's joe biden's america no i i don't i don't want to hear anything about like a mass shooting that's happening on the hour every hour but a cop car burned in Atlanta. I want that. I want like a hundred hours of coverage on that every single day on Fox. Yeah. All right. Here's the list. Uh, tanks for the memories. Uh, the incredible edible expensive egg. Jeez. The sports illustrated curse has been crushed. 
finally surpassed by my clue is the letter N, the N word. Uh, Grandpa just decided to start texting. Uh, is the word Oreo a racial slur? And Ron DeSantis and the city of brotherly love. No jeepers. Uh, these are all so good. Uh, let's start with the eggs. The incredible edible egg has gone up in price uh, a lot over the past several months, and that's all Joe Biden's fault, correct? Uh, we have 138% increase. Those are the numbers as of December, probably even a little bit higher than that now. Average price for a dozen eggs is 4 and a quarter. That sounds about right. Some places it's a little higher than that. Uh, I picked up two of their uh, 24 packs at Costco last week. They were about 375 for uh, you know that many. So they have, of course, a better deal at Costco if you can if you can swing that. Um, and it's funny because yesterday they had all these hearings about Ticketmaster. Um, being a monopoly it should be broken up they have a complete stranglehold over the music industry the live concert business of course they do naturally they do i think they have 80 percent of uh of the market and it's to the point where artists they don't even want to talk about it they're afraid to speak up yeah because that's how the mafia works isn't it it doesn't have to be said you just do what we say and everything will be fine, and your children will be able to go to school, and your car won't explode. We're Ticketmaster. Thank you. And here's the service. You know, you know, and I, I've heard this before, and, and somebody during the testimony about Ticketmaster yesterday, some, some, uh, I think it was a country artist, maybe it wasn't, it was some, somebody who said, the way they work is this, when you, when you agree to perform at a certain arena, anywhere you have no idea how much of the cut of the ticket price you're going to get at the time you sign the contract they will not tell you that's fair okay? what's wrong with that wait a minute and uh you you sign the contract and this guy was giving an example it must not be a big because like the, the average price of the ticket was like 45 dollars, and they would get after they signed they found out they were going to get six dollars out of the 45 and Ticketmaster would justify that by saying, if you think the service charge that we get when we buy the tickets is nuts and, and it is, and it's largely unjustified in so many cases, Ticketmaster just creates all these things to screw the performers. You know, they, they will have a um, must replace the toilet paper charge in each bathroom. There's $3 out of the 45. You know, they just make shit up. And there's nothing you can do. That being said, do you think Ticketmaster controls the egg distribution business? <laughs> we just didn't know about it. The, the thing that frustrates me about this, uh, about the Ticketmaster story before we get back to the eggs, is that we've known that they were just serial rapists forever. And I'm not even talking about the Pearl Jam stuff. We've known that for years and years, it's unfair. They, for many years, if you, if a concert got canceled, they wouldn't even refund your service fee. They'd be, fuck it. We're just going to keep it. You know why? Because we can, they did that for a long time. And eventually people raise a ruckus and they had to start doing that. Yeah. Um, but, it, and it's been going on 
ad infinitum forever and ever. But then all of a sudden, some some senator's daughter or granddaughter can't get tickets to Taylor Swift. And all of a sudden, that's why we got to call somebody up here and start raking somebody over the coals. I'm glad it's getting done. But, but your, your point is the point. In other words, until it personally affects members of Congress, exactly. it's not a big enough deal and the free market will reign. And uh, if Ticketmaster's out of control, well, people will just stop buying tickets and they'll, they'll just uh, stay at home and sing to themselves because uh, this is a capitalist society and nobody, nobody forced you to buy the ticket. Right. But then I can't get tickets for Taylor Swift. Yeah. I got screwed over for, for six hours. My daughter can't get tickets to take. We need hearings. We need hearings about this right now. John Let's Cornyn calls like John Cornyn calls his daughter and his granddaughter sobbing. And oh my God, we have to light heaven and earth. We got to get people. And I, I hope something gets done. Again, I, I feel like this is some grandstanding. They, if anybody had any balls, the Federal Trade Commission would be empowered to break this shit up. And I don't think anybody's got the balls to do that. They should be. If there's ever a company that has antitrust issues here, there, and everywhere. These motherfuckers should be broken up. And there, this is like a prime example. There, I can't even think of a better example of a company that is just being, you talk about breaking Google up or you break, you know, Facebook up or these big tech companies. Fuck that. These guys are out here running up and down the field. Yeah. Well, uh, n- neither Facebook nor Google has 80% no. of anything. I mean, they've got a lot, obviously, but uh, I don't think they're. And, and, you know, we don't run a business that has to deal with advertising on Google or Facebook in a commercial sense. So maybe we're we're talking through the tops of our hats. But uh, there's there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing like Ticketmaster and the stranglehold they have over over this uh, this industry. I mean, uh, you and I, we're both old enough to remember, even by name, the the local ticket um and they were very often almost monopolistic, but they would be in a small geographic area. They they would have a you know over your your arenas and in, in, in your air, and, and we thought that was bad then, right? We thought that was bad then. That was nothing. They yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. You know what? You could compare that to wrestling. Wrestling used to be a very regional thing, right? Yeah. It, did. It, yeah. it it consolidated. It consolidated. I guess Karl Marx was right. He didn't realize he was right. Eventually, uh, capitalism will sow the seeds of its own destruction through things like monopolistic practices. I'm not a Marxist. I'm not a Marxist. Aren't you? The, I think you told me this many years ago. I don't know if it's still true. Apparently, pizza is the one thing where, like, there's still the regionalism and the local one. They they still control. Still, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I, you know, Domino's. I don't think Domino's has ever cracked double digits. I, yeah. I think they're still under ten percent. Which, by the way, of the pizza market, is enough to have a fairly decent ongoing business. Yeah, you can do okay. But yeah, you you can do just fine. But we started off getting to Ticketmaster by talking about the price of of eggs here, and uh, of course, because senators buy eggs and their daughters who can't get tickets to Taylor Swift buy eggs. We now have to have hearings on this. Um, the biggest egg producer in the country is a company that, they're not a household name, but you, you see it. It may strike a, a Cal, Maine, C-A-L-Maine, as mm-hmm. in the, the state. 
They're the biggest uh, egg producer. And of course, their sales are up through all this and their profits are fantastic right now. And this is, uh, at least to my ear, very akin to what happens when the price of oil goes up and the price of gasoline goes up. The first thing that the oil company says, we're not making any more when the price is up or when it's down. We get the same percentage because it's the retailers, it's the middlemen, right? They always say that. And then the quarterly earnings come out and Exxon breaks the record. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. And this is the same thing here. Uh, The price of of eggs goes up because supposedly it's the avian flu. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with supply chain problems for 500, Alex. (laughs) but it is true. I mean, the uh, the supply of of uh, the the egg layers is is, is down because they've killed. I guess it's called henocide, right? They've had to kill forty three million henocide. Uh, <laughs> my word. I don't believe uh, that. Yeah, I don't think that's official. <laughs> right. So now it isn't the babies anymore. It's the chickens that yeah. they're killing off in just <laughs> spectacular numbers. And who's here to speak for the chickens? No one. Nobody. No one seems to to care. Um, come to our march. Come to our march for clock event coming yeah, up next weekend. If this is somewhat analogous to oil and and gasoline prices, people will stop eating eggs in as great a number because they're too expensive. There are other things you can eat for breakfast. I mean, restaurants are screwed because they have to use eggs. To make a lot of their dishes, just about everything has eggs in it. Um, But eventually, demand will come down, and that theoretically should result in the price coming down, and this avian flu will not last forever. And I don't see Pfizer or Moderna coming up with a vaccine on this one. Don't see it at all. Not going to happen. But If you'd like to buy some stock, then count the... the yeah, I mean, the, the charge in general is that the industry is just kind of letting this happen. They don't mind it so much because sure. they still make a lot of money and, you know, their their costs in a way go down because they're making fewer eggs for higher prices. I'm using, egg, I'm using egg beaters and they're hanging right in there. They're fine, Brad. No problem at all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Egg beaters? Egg yeah, beaters? Things- yeah, the thing that's in the little carton, and you shake it up, and you pour you know, it in the pan, and it's just like an. Uh, has has someone ever called nine one one and said, "I have an egg beater in my home. <laughs> come here." No one has ever said that. Although I'm surprised. If you'd like to buy a stock in Calmain, it is C A L M Calm, and they do trade on the Nasdaq. If you'd like to go ahead and grab that stock real quickly. Yeah. It doesn't look All like right. it's gone up significantly in the past six months. It's up and down, and it's about where it was about six months ago. It doesn't. It doesn't always correlate. So it doesn't I always. In doesn't fifty always. years doing this. <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna love the uh, the the Sports Illustrated curse. Now let's do that then. This this is a great one. Um, you know, forever. It was thought. Well, you get on the cover of Sports Illustrated right before the big game you're going to lose the big game, right? They're predicting yeah. you're the next big thing. You're usually not the next big thing. LeBron James accepted. Um, and it was a kind of a running joke forever. You know, there was the um, Time or Newsweek uh, bull market curse for a long time. When the, 
when those magazines really had a lot more influence than they do now, if they put the bull on the cover of Time or Newsweek and say, well, the bull market's back. People are making money. Boom, down into the toilet, the stock market would go. But now we have the Netflix curse. All right. What's going on with Netflix? I don't know if you saw or or noticed uh, in the last uh, couple weeks, they've had a documentary on Netflix called Breakpoint. Yes. Yes. About uh, uh, tennis tennis players. Yeah, exactly. All 10, all 10 of the top players featured on that show got knocked out (laughs) of the the Australian Open. Only seven of them made it. Three didn't even make the Australian Open, which is going on right now. Uh, None of them made it even to the second week, which means they lost in the first or second round. Uh, some of them crashed out in their first match. So is this not sort of analogous to uh, all the football? Uh, uh, what are the ones that, that, that are, that are that they pick up? One the Madden is, is the Madden curse. No, no, no. The, the, you know, the, uh, it's on HBO. The, 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 oh, hard the, knocks. Yeah. Hard yeah. knocks. Yeah. But, Has but, one of those teams ever gone on to to win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Game? But uh, there was also a Madden curse. Like uh, if you were on the cover of the um, the game, the video game, that you would get hurt. That was another thing that they had for a number of years. So you're you're saying the Sports Illustrated curse hasn't left us; it's just been replaced by the Netflix curse. Well, you know, there's there's always room for more. <laughs> I. I uh, I give Netflix zero points for originality for just calling it Breakpoint. Well, first of all, there's been movies with that name. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot on. of people are a lot of people are calling it Point Break, which is a Patrick Swayze film. Yeah, know, but they're screwing that up. Uh, speaking of the Sports Illustrated curse, and this is just for our own edification. There's the April 1987 cover that you might remember, Brad. It shows Corey Snyder and Joe Carter of the Cleveland Indians and. God, those Indians are going to be amazing in 1987. They're going to win the world championship. Yeah, that, that, that's just a, an example that, of course, you've decided to take personally and never get over. Yeah. Well, so I thought that, that's, one of, that's one that we could both enjoy. That's a good example, though. That's a fair example. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. You remember that 87 World Series where the Indians ended up winning it all, don't you? The then Indians? Yeah, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> that was I'm a good forget. time. <laughs> oh, wait, as it turns out, the Minnesota Twins won the World Series that year. Damn it. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about uh, grandpa's started texting? Yeah, Boy. give me that one. Yeah, throw that one at me. You know, Trump never sent emails, never sent texts like a good mob boss. Didn't want anything written down. But apparently, those days are over. Oh, no. That's right. He is now sending text messages. God, how joyful. And the messages, according to the New York Times, this is an article that just went up in the last hour or so, his messages are showing up in the phones of surprised recipients. Oh, yeah, because he would always call. He's always talking. So he has all these people's mobile phones, but he would never text. Now, a lot of us, Many of us, just about all of us, learned these past 15 years that often you text someone and ask them, is this a good time to call? But Trump, being the fuck face that he is, never did that because he's Donald Trump. Fuck you. If his caller ID shows up, well, fuck, it's Trump. Oh, I got to answer them. 
well, maybe people aren't picking up the phone so much anymore with it. Maybe that's maybe that's the reason. This started apparently around the beginning of this year. And people not even especially close to Trump are starting to get text messages from his phone. Does he know does he know that if he does that the possibility that his phone number is going to start to leak out maybe a little bit more than he wants. It just kind of does. You start texting a lot. You know what I'm saying? He's so he's, smarter than you. He knows everything about technology more than you do. Yeah, he knows, he's way smarter. He invented fucking uh, the DVR. Don't you remember that? He invented that. Nobody ever thought of it before him. The Don video recorder, I remember. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Nobody's I, ever seen anything like this. Order now, and I'll send you a second one free. Because you remember on January the 6th of 2021, everybody was like texting everybody around him. They were texting Ivanka and they were texting uh, Mark Meadows. Like, Please get him to do something. We're fucking done. And of course, you know, he doesn't take he's in there jacking off this, and watching CNN. Now, this this is a uh, this is kind of matching up what we just said for years, says the Times. People corresponding with Trump would send him text messages and he never answered them. Now. Only assholes don't answer texts, right? Just, it's just, it's just, you know, now, you know me, I'm, I'm sometimes slow because, you know, I just don't look at my phone for a while, but I'm not doing it because I don't believe in texting or I hate you. Uh, he was unreachable by email. He sometimes would ask aides to send electronic messages to reporters. He would call them, are you ready? Wires. <laughs> or <the> telegram. <laughs> oh I just got a wire. <laughs> oh my god! Western Union just delivered one to me. That is fantastic. Ugh. Now his delayed embrace of what has long been the default mode of communication, spanning multiple generations, now signals not only a willingness to join the world of LOLs and uh, BRBs, but also a small shift from his aversion to leaving paper or electronic trails yeah maybe he's given up maybe he realizes it just doesn't matter anymore maybe so he prided himself on being quote unquote smart for leaving almost no documentation of his communications and discussions and meetings including and you've heard that he would grab people's notes sometimes yeah didn't, didn't he grab the uh translator notes yeah. when he was with putin yeah I guess that's been going on, it says here, since the 90s. Yeah. Since the 90s, when he probably started talking to Putin. (laughs) You know what this is? In six months, he's going to be at some rally saying that he invented texting. Nobody was doing it before he did. You know that's what's going to happen, right? Well, my take on this is uh, anybody that's, even if you're an experienced texter, which we all are, you sometimes get caught up by the spell check okay Mm. and there are certain tendencies that these systems have i don't know whether the apple spell check is the same as the android spell check. i don't know Um, but there are certain words and they're not swear words they're not dirt that it refuses to acknowledge like if if i'm writing the word hell which is there's not a swear word it'll always come out as h-e apostrophe LL heal heal every and time I, it, and I you know I have to go through it like three times to get it to stick and there's a bunch of words um just like that 
Apple, um, Apple is notorious for changing fucking to ducking. I mean, that was always yeah. the thing that Apple did forever. Well, exactly, exactly. So Trump, I'm sure, will have no idea what's going on, doesn't know. And, and he's such a meticulous speller anyway. <laughs> so this can only enhance that feature of his communication, don't you think? It's going to be delightful. Baron, get in here. Show me how to text. Show yeah. me how to do it. That'll be that'll be like I'm the having most this problem. Every time I try to start a new sentence, it makes me capitalize it. Just make it stop. So make, I can't stop it. I just sent a text to Silk because Diamond died, and I put LOL, which means lots of love, and she seems like that's offensive. I, what am I doing wrong? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, how about Ron DeSantis in the city of brotherly love? Uh, we love Philadelphia, the worst sports fans, possibly the worst city in America. But I, I'd love to see. I'd love to hear how they're treating. Uh, Governor DeSantis. Well, here, here's the thing. There's a, a, a local civic group in Philadelphia. They're called the Union League of Philadelphia, and it has nothing to do with labor unions or anything of that sort. It has to do with the union as in who won the Civil War, because oh. the first person that Philadelphia awarded this to was Abraham Lincoln. Okay. And the, the club is, is all about all the right things, supposedly – that you think that they should be about. They've stated through the years that, you know, they're, they're kind of nonpartisan, but they like to, they like to stand up for, for all the right things for the, for the right reasons. And well, let me just tell you about their, their, their charter here. It says founded on the principles of Abe Lincoln in 1862, the union league of Philadelphia laid the philosophical foundation for other union leagues across the nation torn by civil war. It's hosted U.S. presidents, heads of states, industrialists, entertainers, and dignitaries from around the globe. And they've always supported the military in every conflict. And it was named the number one city club in the country for the sixth consecutive time. Every city, every big city has this kind of thing. It may not be called mm -hmm. the Union League. It might be called the, the City Club of Cleveland or, 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 or something, something like that. So they, uh, they decided this year... It was time to give it to Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. Okay. And um, a lot of members of the club are not happy about that. Uh, here's a state senator from Pennsylvania, Vincent Hughes. Why are you promoting this individual who in their philosophy sees so many people, black and brown, LGBTQ plus folks as secondhand citizens? It's a disgrace. It's wrong. It's, and this whole thing about him trying to knock out a, an advanced placement course, an AP course on African-American history, that's, that's, a, that's a new level of, of racist bullshit that you could not have anticipated. <laughs> but what is the Union League of Philadelphia? They're giving him an award. They gave it to him last night. Um, and, I'm, and obviously, DeSantis is thrilled to have this because this is one of these – little things he'll run around and say, well, how could I be racist? They wouldn't have given this to me. Uh, I believe in equality for all people, blah, 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 blah. Look at all the other people that have gotten this award over the years. And they've given it to some pretty uh, impressive people, not just Democrats or anything like that. So they give it to John McCain and people like that. Uh, by the way, well-known racist John McCain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was the worst, right? <laughs> he was the worst. So I guess maybe this is a precedent. Yeah. Uh, well-known racist John McCain. <laughs> but my, 
You know, this, this is like the Anti-Defamation League giving their Man of the Year award to Kanye West. What? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's just no. 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 It's just, so, that's, you're stretching. You, you're stretching hard. You have, you have to be on the lookout for all these little things that a guy like DeSantis is trying to do to sanitize and whitewash. By the way, a brand new detergent, sanitize and whitewash. Um what he really is and what he's really doing and what he's all about and who he's appealing to and how he's trying to uh, out Trump Trump, but make it look like he's wearing a set of velvet gloves while he's doing it. Oh, he's a nice guy. Remember when George W. Bush coined the phrase compassionate conservatism? Remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. That was in response to the fact that, conservative certain remember so bush runs for president 1999 2000 and the republicans were still in the throes of newt gingrichism okay yeah. which in effect is assholeism right? yeah you, you, you try to you, you try to kick the shit out of poor people basically you kick the shit out of poor people every democrat is sick demented anti-american hates white people right so george bush comes along from texas and he's that that kind of goofy guy and says uh compassionate conservatism which is kind of a way of sanitizing the uh the uh, uh the policies and saying well I'm, I'm not really an asshole i'm a nice guy doing assholeish things They're kind of a different uh, different concept there uh, and, oh t-bear's here okay hey buddy got him, got him. hey buddy uh, but it, 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 he had to modify that exactly for the reason you said so that for years and years, it was always portrayed as, uh, you know, Republicans did this, they did stuff to granny and they did stuff to poor people and they would always fight back. No, we don't. That's an exaggeration, but every time, and now you're seeing it, they don't even try to hide it anymore. They're no, trying to <laughs> Brit compassionate would be something that would hurt you. It would, <laughs> right. it would be a negative. You know, remember, cruelty is the point. I would say that's the opposite yeah. of compassionate conservatism. They, they, they wear their hate on their sleeves. They wear their outrage right on the other sleeve, and they're, they're happy to do it. So the days of compassion, which, by the way, did work for George W. He did, he did get elected by the largest landslide in 2000 that we've, we've ever seen, right? <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. He crushed Al Gore in the popular vote, didn't he? It was just a, <laughs> especially in Florida. He just killed him down there. And thank God we didn't need the Supreme Court to come in and decide that election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Al Gore has some documents. I'll bet he does. I bet they all do. I would hope so. I bet it's now down to who doesn't have them. Right? Like, can we if just you, work in, it, in the other direction? It's almost like, the again, it's another Seinfeld where they were talking about who would be uh, attacked by terrorists. And, they, and it was like, who's worth it? And like, if you don't have any, you're, then you're just a junior varsity piece of shit. If you don't have some that are stuffed in your, you know, your drawer in your bathroom, then you suck. What, what kind of right. person were you? Uh, I thought about this, but it never seemed to come up at least from all the discussions I'd heard everywhere and reading about this. But weren't you wondering, certainly in the modern era, why are there still paper documents 
Mm-hmm. Of this, shouldn't everything be uh, digitized? Yeah. And you know what the answer is? Everything is digitized. Okay. Which then brings up the idea: then why are there paper copies well. of things like that? There probably shouldn't be. And according to Ben Rhodes, who is of course a uh, a big foreign policy guy in the Obama administration, so he certainly would know this. Um, everything is digitized. And they have it so that if you need to get a hold of almost any document going back, oh, say, forever to the Revolutionary War, they have it set up the way you would uh, search for something, say, on the in the New York Times archive. You know, you put in the dates, you put in the subject, and you can get it very, very quickly. So it makes it even more insane, crazy, that certainly recent uh, folks who have been at the highest levels of government would have any need to have paper copies of things. But then on the other hand, we're creatures of habit. So even when everything is digitized, you still have a lot of paper copies of um, a lot of stuff. You just do. Yeah. This just seems uh, even more wacky when you, when you find that out, it's (laughs) just, uh, it's just too many things are are uh, classified as eyes only or top secret or super top secret or double triple top secret or however they come up with stuff. Did you um, see you saw the media clips about Jesse Waters and the gang at Fox bitching about the fact that they now have to go do the, the both sides part of it now that they're like, oh, fuck it, Mike. What did you do? What do you do now? We got to do the both sides thing with this. Holy shit. Oh, so they're pretending that they're annoyed over the fact that what is really true, yeah, which is is true, that it can happen to anyone inadvertently. And exactly. in this case, remember our remember our mathematics first expressed when we first heard this story. Mike Pence and Joe Biden cancel each other out. That's right. They just do. So they just, just do because so you're just they left did not resist. They didn't. They didn't cooperate. They did cooperate, and so they said, "Come on in, uh, have a look see." Uh, and, and Donald and, Trump stands yeah. alone in his recalcitrance and law breaking associated with documents that should not be in his possession. And so on Fox, they are left with that truth that they cannot speak. <laughs> so they act as if, ha, 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 it's so funny. Oh, now we have to go. Uh, Biden and Mike Pence did it. Oh, la, 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 la. oh, yeah. They're so funny, Britt. Do the uh, oh, speaking of Fox and the Fox crowd. Now, I told you yesterday, and I, I know there was some trepidation for me. Uh, you, you didn't think it was true, but now it's being reported everywhere. There are people who are uh, pushing this conspiracy theory on the right that uh, you didn't see DeMar Hamlin in attendance of that Buffalo game. He's either dead or he's somewhere in an ICU ward somewhere, but they have uh, given us a body double, Brad, and the Buffalo Bills are not being forthright about uh, DeMar Hamlin and what's wrong with him because they're covering up for the uh, pro-vax crowd in America. The, the pro-vax crowd, uh, those of us who are still alive. <laughs> the ones, those people who believe in that <laughs> stupid-ass science. The faith-based community knows that DeMar Hamlin is chained in the Kennedy compound basement <laughs> over near Cape Cod somewhere. 
Well, maybe he's uh, having a cup of coffee with Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Well, immediately, and it was shut down fairly quickly when he collapsed on Monday Night Football, there were a number of people that went, well, th- you don't see perfectly healthy young men do that. That has to be because of the vaccine. And why aren't they being truthful that this vaccine has caused almost sudden death uh, to the point of resuscitation of a healthy young, I think he's 26 years old, maybe 27 world-class athlete and now of course it has been elevated to i don't think that was him they're using a body double etc etc yeah so you can't even broach the idea of a little bit of logic here if yeah if a hundred million people get vaccinated right (laughs) and one of those hundred million is playing arguably the is in the most dangerous profession in america in terms of of injuries sustained per minute of pursuing that activity, which is the NFL. I mean, think about it. Every game, every game you watch, the game stops at least, what'd you say, two or three times for a guy who's down. Yeah. They usually pick him back up and they they walk off or sometimes sometimes they limp off. Sometimes they bring the fucking card out. The card comes out. Part him away. And the guy's leg is like in seven pieces, but he gives the thumbs up on the way out. Hey, I'm fine. Everything's good. That's every every game, right? That's every game. And, of course, those injuries, they also may have been caused by the vaccine, but we're not sure. Anyway, so this guy uh, sustains a, a rare but not unheard of injury where he gets banged in the chest right in the right spot just like baseball players who get hit with baseballs and and things of that sort and he he collapses goes into cardiac arrest it would just never occur to you that if a hundred million people in the country are doing this and this happens to one guy in the most dangerous perfect maybe it's not the vaccine (laughs) okay just maybe it's not that. I know that that's just impossible. To- well, let me ask you this. Why hasn't somebody collapsed from having their heart stopped on the field before? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it's because these are healthy people, and all of them apparently were able to fight off the pernicious characteristics of the vaccine. And this guy just decided, well, I'm going to make the vaccine makers look bad. That must That's be what it is. Or, or, and hear me out, it could be because it's just a millisecond there that you have to hit on that T upswing, that T thing that they show. And it's really hard to get the blow timed exactly right. Now, Ox Baker could do it in wrestling every single match. He was able to hit you and turn and just make your heart stop. And then immediately he would know how to punch you and make it go right back into rhythm. And I don't understand why more medical schools didn't hire that guy. Uh, we're, we're, we're all wondering. We're all wondering. <laughs> all right. Last, uh, last big story. Is, is the word Oreo a racial slur? And, of course, the answer is no, it's not. Okay. And I just used that as a cheap headline to get into the story here of uh, another iteration of Oreos. Here we go. It's called the most Oreo, Oreo cookies and cream. Really? God, so they're they're breaking up the cookie and stuffing it into the white shit in oh. the middle and making it even thicker to make it even more irresistible. And on, yeah, Ooh, so I dick. have this theory. I have, I have an idea for Nabisco, and 
as you know, everyone is an expert in cookies, right? Who's not an expert in cookies? Why aren't they selling the white filling separately? Why isn't it in a tube or in the dairy wow. case or or just making it available for people to make their own Oreos, little Oreo kits? People could do that. I don't understand why I'm, they haven't done that. Because I think the my, my, I, I think. I think the Food and Drug Administration requested it because they knew people would stuff it in their mouths and diabetes would oh, triple in this country. Oh, they oh they they would have to do the same kind of uh, long range testing with uh, forty thousand people that they do with new drugs. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, please, God, right. we're giving ourselves uh, diabetes and heart disease at a tremendous rate. Could you please not do this for the love of all things holy? But see, there's a precedent for this, and the precedent is cookie dough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could only buy a cookie dough uh, just to eat, what, in the last 15, 20 years? They finally figured out, shit, people were, would, would buy the tube, right, Pillsbury, and they'd sit there and eat half of it, and then the other half they'd, they'd make into cookies. All right, we give up. We're, we're in. And then they, you know, they, they put it uh, as an ice cream flavor and things of that sort. So that's kind of the reverse of oreo cookies yeah. right they've got this product exactly. and all they do is tinker with it but they won't put the ingredients out there in in any form for you to be able to uh, make your own oreos okay i'm kind of i'm kind of with you I, excluded. <laughs> you, see, you see what i did there <laughs> I, had no, the, I couldn't well, the, the oreo slur was always that somebody was black on the outside but white on the inside i think that's what like the, the deal was that <laughs> so what I would do if I'm Nabisco is, and I think you're right, is you just make a jar of the stuff with a bunch of the filling stuff in there. And then maybe oh. you break up some cookies in there and just mix that together. And then you just get a hose and just hook it into your mouth. And I think that's how Brendan Fraser prepared for the whale is that he just siphoned about a gallon of that shit a day. And now he's up for an Academy award. Well, you couldn't lose, you just couldn't lose. The, the other food and beverage news that's come around recently is that there is no longer a Sierra Mist. I don't know if you've seen this. I didn't know there was any for about the last 15 years. I don't even remember seeing it. Sierra Mist, which I've read was uh, introduced in the marketplace in 1999, has been escorted from the building by Pepsi, replaced by something called Starry. S-T-A-R-R-Y, Brad. Uh, it is not made with real sugar like uh, Sierra Mist was. That's why they called it Sierra Mist Natural for a few years. No, no, it's the high fructose corn syrup. And the marketing for this is straight for Generation Z. It hits different. That is what they're saying when Pepsi rolls this out. It is supposed to, of course, compete with Sprite, which is still the king dong of them all right there. Mm. Starry. And it does come, as I said, in a zero sugar uh, iteration. If you want to rush to the store, I'm, I'm seeing some good feedback from that, but I'm also seeing like, eh, just go ahead and get a Sprite. Uh, we leave anything else on the table. Oh, tanks for the memories. Thanks, thanks for the memories. For the memories. That's we're, the sending title. Tanks, we're sending tanks to the Ukraine. Uh, we're, but we're, yeah, we're sending the, the good tanks. The good ones. We're, we're sending the ones that, that uh, will make a difference. The uh, the Abrams M1 tank and the Germans are sending their, their leopards. Yeah, yeah. Um, sending the leopard tanks. But I I uh, I saw before we, we came on the air the the number of tanks that we're sending. By the way, that this isn't like Amazon. It's like you can't say, well, if you pay extra, we'll have it there by tomorrow. <laughs> if not, 
it won't be there till Friday or Saturday. What? It doesn't work. Yeah, well, you, Ukraine, Ukraine's not a Prime member. They didn't. They didn't subscribe for Prime. Bastards. Right. So it take take months to get them there. But I think we're sending about thirty of our of our uh, uh, tanks. And Germany is like ten or fifteen. And the Russians have already lost. And this is not by this is by independent count. This isn't by anybody by. They've lost like fifteen hundred tanks. The Got Ukrainians away. have lost about 400 tanks so far. Um, so the numbers are, they, they seem on the surface to be, what's the big deal? But yeah. of course, the Russians are using this as an excuse to, uh, let's see, nuke Berlin, okay? Uh, it's the end of the world. You've escalated this. We're going to have to, you know, the, the, the whole world's ending because the <laughs> yeah. United States is, is sending um, high-quality tanks in there. But just numerically, the Russian tanks must suck okay they just must suck and they're probably pretty vulnerable uh they they clearly are to uh the way that you uh you knock out tanks with the shoulder fired missiles and the drones and and uh, everything else so the the bottom line on this is by by any measure this is uh the united states saying we're going to escalate this and we're serious and we are behind the Ukrainians and we're not giving up and don't think you're going to outlast us, Putin. We're, we're in it to win it kind of thing. But we know that Putin doesn't care. Shingles doesn't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> Shingles doesn't, doesn't care. care. Right. <laughs> um, so you, you just, you just hope, I mean, you, you just hope that, at a certain point, Russian society closes in on Putin, even though he'll never acknowledge it. But apparently he's made very few public appearances, very few speeches. And, and one of the things that he stopped doing is, and I know you remember this, everybody remembers this. He would have every December, he would have one press conference per year and you'd see him sitting at a table, right? And he would sit there and he would go on for hours he would wear out the, the questioners. He would take every question, suppose about everything, and he did. This year, nothing. No Vladimir out in public because he's getting pounded, uh, if not explicitly to his face. He sees it and he feels it around him. And even uh, people on Russian TV who are supposed to be total suck-up lapdogs, you know, some of them are, are turning on the whole war idea, or excuse me, the special military operation. I think they got past that one. Wouldn't it be amazing? Um, wouldn't it be beautiful, poetic justice if he got poisoned? Like if he ate something and and died, wouldn't that just be the ultimate in irony or whatever? If he was the one maybe, that was poisoned by food? Maybe he would be vulnerable to a whole pile of the most Oreo Oreos. That's right. Maybe that is what would take him <laughs> Nabisco will have a special shipment of just the stuffing in a can or a jar. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be like a roadrunner coyote thing. Here you go. It's just for you. And that's it'll what send him into a diabetic coma. <laughs> and, and by the way, their, 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 uh, their print ad on this has um, a kid with a giant magnifying glass looking for Oreos everywhere and the headline is dunk into the oreo verse the oreo verse is what they call it good metaverse was yucky uh, 
Are we so. going to be able to make a big deal out of this like we did with the M&Ms? Somehow this is woke, having a thick uh, Oreo? I don't think it's woke. Yeah. I don't think it's can you Can you define to me, when you see a product or a film or whatever, what being woke is? Because apparently that's bad, and I don't, I can't spot it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Really? You don't know it when you see it? I do. 